Good afternoon, folks. Guess what time it is? It's time to drive home with Stu. To drive home with Stu. To drive home with Stu. It is time to drive home with Stu. A coworker just saw me talking to myself. She probably thought I was crazy. All right. Well, I just spoke to a fan. A fan, a fan. First of all, I hope you like that new theme song. We're going to um, use that for now on. So here we go. Driving home with Stu. We're driving home. We're heading out. We're making like a baby and heading out. Here we go. We're making like a hockey player and getting the puck out of here. Making like the good shepherd and getting the flock out of here. We're doing it. We're doing it. Ain't nothing to it. But to do it. So, heading home. Nice, good day of work. Ready for some A-C-T-I-O-N. Action, action. We want action. Tomorrow night is Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. That was my bad attempt to imitate the guy from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Are you guys aware of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? Please tell me you are and that it is true. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch was made after Halloween 2. Logical, Stu. Thank you. It was made after Halloween 2, the original by John Carpenter, which is in the hospital at, after the end of the first Halloween. And of course, Michael escapes because he's impossible to kill. You can shoot him, you can stab him, you can hit him in the head, and he just won't die. No, no. So, because he's the boogeyman, he guess he really was the boogeyman. That's what she says at the end of Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis, the scream queen. She was the scream queen because she was in Halloween 1, Halloween 2, The Fog, Night Terror, I think it was called, or Night or Terror Train. It was either Terror Train or Night Terror. And was she in another one? She was in Prom Night, I think. I think she was in the original Prom Night. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not I'm not 100% sure. I could be wrong. But I, th- I think she was, but whatever. So after that one, there was a standalone, like, separate. It had nothing to do with Michael Myers. Michael Myers was not in the movie uh, whatsoever. It was about these masks where they put like this microchip that they got from Stonehenge for some reason and it had magical powers and it made your head deflate and 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 uh, snakes and crap come out of your eyes and they did all these with these masks. They were called Silver Shamrock. Eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Eight more days to Halloween, Silver Shamrock. That was from the movie. I did not make that up. Although if I did, I'd be super cool. Um, I did not make that up. That was from the Flicker. Uh, it was a great movie because it wasn't a Mike Myers film. It was. It was different. It was beyond... Mike Myers, who shows back up in the fourth movie, in the fifth movie, in the sixth movie. Although I, he might not have been in the sixth movie because it was called The Curse of Michael Myers. I haven't seen it in a long time. It had Paul Rudd in it, if I'm not mistaken. It was probably one of his first things he did prior to Clueless. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was rocking and it was rolling, if you know what I'm saying. 
So yes, I, I definitely uh, I'm talking Halloween three season of the witch. Now I don't want to get too into scary movies. And I don't want to get too into Halloween because tomorrow is Halloween and maybe we can have another horror conversation tomorrow, but I don't want to take up another show talking about the horror, talking about the horror of horror, horror of horrors, the horror of the horror. That was from, uh, what's it called? Apocalypse Now, right? Yeah, he goes, the horror. You know, you know Aaron Boy, suddenly had to pick up a check from a grocery clerk. For a grocery clerk. This is, this is Marlon Brando doing my impersonation. It's more, my Marlon Brando impersonation is more from The Godfather. Now there's a flicker, Chief. The Godfather is a flicker. So uh, one of these fans told me I need to keep on singing and I got to keep on trucking and try to keep the jokes a-flowing and, uh, and keep singing. I said that already. <laughs> keep the jokes a-floating and then keep singing and tell some stories. So I'm going to tell an old story from your, from your past, no, from my past, from days of your in Brooklyn. Circa 1980-something. Home of Stewman. Growing up. I think I talked about how I was always caught, right? And I got busted at school for the water gun. I told that story. I told the story about our little crew where I used to push responsibility over. To uh, Victor, who was the head of the crew and was definitely a cool dude and a good guy. And um, I think his last name was Perez, which I'm could be completely wrong. It's been years. So if somehow he comes across this podcast and hears it, hey, Victor, how you been? (laughs) How you been, Slim? He was Slim. He was tall and slim. Uh, And his brother was like a hardcore guy. So we went to Red Hook once. Now, Red Hook, I guess, is, is changing in Brooklyn. It's not the same neighborhood it used to be. Red Hook used to be quite a neighborhood not very safe but one day we were invited to a party via uh, Victor's brother who was you know not a toy boy he was a real deal man. he you know he, he was down and he was down far beyond we were with our silly little crew from high school we were like 15 strong I mean we kicked butt we had we had a bunch of brawls and we came out victorious so we were a tough crew and we always you know and we thought very highly of ourselves we had a very inflated self sense of self and a big ego because when you're when you're when you're walking in twos and threes like they say in, in West Side Story you have you feel power you feel like my boy's got my back I could get into anything and I'll be okay you know uh, but then sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes you and your boys get scared. <laughs> like one night we were at a, a party at somebody's house. Now, I, I forget whose house it was, but it was by Leo's house, I remember. Maybe it was Leo's party. It might have been Leo's party, and a bunch of college, kid, college kids showed up. We were still high school uh, seniors, and a bunch of college kids showed up. And they literally took like cases of beer and just piled them on top of each other. 
and sat there drinking like fishes. They were lit. I don't know how old they were. They were probably in their early 20s, like probably 20, 21. And somehow my boy, and I'm going to change everybody's names, even though I didn't change Victor's name. Sorry, Victor. I meant to change your name. His real name was Vincent. I did change it. It wasn't Victor. It was Vincent. Vincent Lopez. Not Victor Perez. That was a mistake. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, one of my tightest friends, ends up getting into a fight with this guy. Now, I, I have no idea why they fought. I have no idea, like, why any of this was happening. But what I do know is my boy kicked his ass so badly, but the guy was so drunk that he felt no pain. No pain whatsoever. This guy was feeling nada. Because he was getting cracked in the cranium. He was catching shots in the old jizzaw. And he wasn't going down at all. And, and he wouldn't leave my buddy alone. My buddy was finally like, I can't fight anymore. I'm exhausted. You know, because fighting is like, you know, it takes a lot out of you. So he, he was like, I can't, man. I can't make him stop. And he wouldn't leave him alone. He was chasing him all over. I remember he chased him down at one point down the block and he turned around, my boy turned around and cracked him again. And he just kept coming back for more. Now, we were all antsy. You know, we were, we were a crew. We were a posse in effect, as the Beastie Boys would say. And we all took each other's back. So we all wanted to jump in the whole time. And his buddies were all on the outskirts of the fight. So it was kind of like almost a circle gathering around, uh, making sure that we didn't. That one guy had like a pitcher of something. I don't know if it was beer or something or it was a big glass. And I, one of us went to make a step and he was like, uh-uh. And he was ready to swing that pitcher. These guys were drunk and they didn't give a crap. And finally, whoever owned the house, whoever's party it was, or the neighbors called the cops. And the freaking kids thought we called the cops, which is the stupidest thing. We were like a crew. We stayed away from the cops, all right? The po-po, the 5-0, the bulls rolling. We were, we were not too keen on the policeman. So we just weren't. So why the hell would we call them? That's like ratting ourselves out made no sense but they were convinced it was us because we they wouldn't let the fight end which was just nauseating the kid was beat i wish i wish my man had hit him like really hard enough that he was out or like down and not getting up because these guys seemed like they weren't gonna jump at us it, it seemed like you know that the, there was this this insistence on a, on a fair fight which is fine i mean fighting is a terrible thing to begin with but you know when you're when you're running with the boys, you know, you really don't worry so much about what's wrong and what's right. So, um, oh, I remember just him cracking this dude like, bam, in the face. And my man, I think he went down at one point, but friggin' bounced back up, man. He was like the Terminator. So, long story short, we call the cops. So, they figure we called the cops. And one of them catches me at Burger King one day or McDonald's with two of my other boys. And he's like, he goes, Stewie Spitz, because I was Stewie back then. He's like, you guys called the cops on my boy, blah, 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 blah. I'm coming after you. I know where you live. Because he worked at the video store, so he had my address. And in part of me, I was 
scared. This guy was bigger than me. Uh, he, him and his crew were nuts. I mean, they proved that they were nutty. They didn't give a crap. Um, too much alcohol. They were like frat boys. They were pretty nauseating. So the guy was with his girlfriend, and he threatens me. Do I do anything? Nah, I, I kind of wig out, and I'm worried he's going to be at my house. Because that's what he said. I'm going to be at your house one day. So that's what I thought. I'm like, this guy's going to be at my house, and he's going to beat my ass. So I didn't quite know. Where are you going, Schmeckle? Schmeckle, where are you going? It's a straight line. Where are you going? Where's everybody going? Why are they... Where are you going? Where is this guy going? Dude, where are you going? Oh, my God. Look, he blocks the road. What an idiot. What a freaking moron. God. Stupid is as stupid is as stupid does. My mom always told me that stupid is as stupid does. So, all right. So, he threatens me. We're at Burger King. One of my reactions was, oh my God, I'm a dead man. And the other reaction was, I got my two boys with me. Why don't I take a, a plastic tray and crack them right in the face? I just loop around them and whoop-pap as hard as I can. Of course, if it doesn't break his nose or mess him up, I'm in even more trouble. And he's probably going to even come after me even harder. So that's what I ended up rationalizing with myself and being like, forget it. You know, don't don't worry about it. Just let's let it ride. But like my boys didn't get all antsy. They were like, nah, 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 nah. It's Christ, jump a man. Nah, they were like, okay. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. You know, because we got to a point where we had a reputation in school. So nobody messed with us in school. Like we were the crew in Morrow High School. So nobody, nobody messed with us. And, uh, and second of all, because we built that, that reputation and got ourselves to a point where we were recognized by other crews and, you know, we, we had all this going on for ourselves and, um, so I just, you know, I've, we had an air of, of cockiness about us. But when it got down to it, you know, I didn't want to get my head bashed in by some guy meeting me at the front of my house. You know, meanwhile, he never did. He just threatened me, just talked crap. As I said, dude, we did not call the police. But he was like, nah, 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 yes, you did. Blah, 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 blah. Man, I hope right now he is, nah, I'm not going to wish any bad on him because I was a punk tip. But he thought he was a tough guy. He thought he was a tough guy over here. Hey, tough guy. So, um, yeah, that was that was one story. That was quite a fight. That was quite a brawl. And my other buddy brought the gun he got from his dad. So he got a gun from his dad. It was a, a, literally an old six-shooter. Um, you know, it was a revolver, but with, you know, it wasn't like a thirty-eight special like the cops used to have in the old movies and TV shows. It was... You know, like a six-shooter, like a Western gun. Um, and I am so glad that his psycho butt did not pull it out at that fight. Because he thought about it. He even said to me at one point, should I pull out my gun? And I was like, nah, 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 nah don't do it, don't do it. But I, I don't, I don't uh, uh, recommend. I'm not, I don't condone gun use. I'm against gun use. I've been shot at, which is another story. Um... So I'm, I'm all against it. But you know what? If he popped one in the air, that whole fight would have ended and the cops would have came when we were long gone. Which we were long gone. We all cut out before the cops came. I don't know. Maybe they stayed 
and got in trouble. And maybe that's why they were so pissed, you know? Because for all you know, they were underage. But I didn't think they were underage. But then again, it didn't matter back then in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, we used to buy 40 ounces. We used to buy beer at 14, beer and smokes. And smokes was cheap. Smokes was cheap, son. 75 cents a Pizak, a Packer, 75 Sizens. But um, it went up to like a dollar, dollar fifty, I think, by the time I was smoking. Maybe a dollar, dollar and a quarter. I think it was like a dollar, dollar and a quarter. So when we were real young kids, we used to just walk around the neighborhood and smoke cigarettes. We'd buy a pack of cigarettes and walk around for two hours just smoking. One after the other, after the other, after the other. Thinking we were the coolest. Don't you go, buddy. I have the right away. Chinua Chaves. Chinua Chaves was a cool guy, by the way. I just... It was the only thing that popped in my head. Uh, so... So when we were young, and I think I told the story, how we used to go around and, and pop uh, hood ornaments off and try to sell them <laughs> at, in, in school, which didn't really work. So... Um, uh, I forgot where I was. Just talking old, old school, old school. Yeah, so I didn't mess with that guy. And then, um, so when we were young, we would buy smokes and parade around the, the neighborhood, smoking smokes, swinging by, seeing the Avenue M boys, being like, look at us, we can smoke. You know, all guidoed out and trying to be chilling. You know, for all intents and purposes, KCR was just like an Avenue M junior. Because we were all younger than them. And when there wasn't a place to hang out, we hung out on the Avenue. Because the guys, at the, the Avenue M boys at that point were retired. You know, they would still fight if there was beef. You know, none of them are, were afraid of it. Uh, in fact, Louis Maz, uh, using names again, Bugaloo, um, had a fight with one of the guys from the highway. And we were still like, you know, like still chilling, like 19. And I'm like, come on, man, we're 19 years old. You know, the, but before we were 19, when I was 17, my buddy, the one who got into the fight with the drunk guy, one day we were hanging out after school and he took me to his condo on Avenue I and whatever it was, East whatever street. And we come in and I'm like, where's your mom? Oh, my mom moved out. She moved in with her friend and she lives in Manhattan Beach. I'm like, so you have this house to yourself? He goes, yeah, for probably another seven months is on the lease. Oh, you don't do that. You don't do that. You don't tell the stew man that you got pretty much a clubhouse for the new crew he had formed. Because, of course, I did put it together. For the new crew he had formed um, to have a place where we could actually go and chill and party and get fired up for running around and doing mischief. Oh my God, it was amazing. We literally had a clubhouse. When all was said and done, there was Cheese Whiz hanging from the ceiling, baby. Cheese Whiz. All right, I am home. I don't know why I have my wipers on. It was barely raining. Um, that's it for me, folks. Um, another wonderful day. Um, I want to thank my friend at work for giving me some feedback and telling me, uh, you know, giving me some good feedback. I appreciate any feedback or any letters. You can send them to P.O. Box 659-7340-26734. So, or get in touch with me somehow and let me know what you think and what you want me to do and change and have fun with. All right. 
This is Big Stu on a 20-minute episode saying peace.